so sleepy. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Wake okay. up. Just have you tried <laughs> not being sleepy? <laughs> I have a hack for that. It's called waking up. So it's called cocaine. Um, mm. Nope. This no. is a true crime podcast, and that is a crime. What is the true crime podcast? It is crime culture. Hey, another two there other we are. C words. Um, yeah, and we're two C words. That's Haley. Uh, I'm Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. Um, children listen to this sometimes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's Haley. I'm Caitlin, and this is crime culture. Hey. And Hale, what are we talking about today? Well, today is the day that this comes out, May 3rd. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're a couple days in, but the month of May is Asian and Pacific American Heritage Month. A-A-P-I. Yay. We stand. So we did this a little while back with uh, his, uh, Hispanic Latino Heritage Month, mm-hmm. um, where we talked about... Um, the impact that the Hispanic Latino community has had on horror um, mm. movies and stuff like that and gave you a couple recommendations. And I desperately wanted to do that with a bunch of Asian horror films because, and we'll get into it, I find, and so do a lot of people, that um, lots of horror movies out of Japan and South Korea tend to be scarier than a lot of like American horror movies. Fucking terrifying. And also just the, the quality is yeah. just unmatched. Like, the cinematic quality of this and, shit. And I think their horror renaissance came about a little bit quicker than it did mm-hmm. in America. Uh, we'll get into with um, the original The Ring. Um, that kind of, like, kick-started a, a new wave of horror in the Asian community. Yeah. And um, it is wild and i'm only going to give a couple of recommendations here but um the minute you google like asian horror films there are thousands Mm -hmm. that can come up i didn't want to give like all of the recommendations out of japan or south korea or anything so i tried to pick a a bunch of different ones okay um i'm interested to see which ones you've picked because i have a couple that come to mind where like definitely recommend yours if i don't say it well that's the thing because they're not my recommendations it's that like oh if i liked horror i would watch these because they look again visually stunning yeah such good quality they put money into these movies yeah. but of the three that i'm thinking of i could we'll see only if I, I could yeah, only we'll watch see if one I, we'll see if i uh if i recommend any of them uh I'm i'll ready. be interested to see what the overlap is but yeah before we get into the movie recommendations, I did want to talk a little bit about uh, Asian and Pacific American Heritage Month as a whole. Hell yeah. So this month recognizes the contributions and influence of Asian Americans and Pacific Islander Americans to the history, culture, and achievements of the United States, as specified by Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's celebrated in May of each year to commemorate the immigration of the first Japanese people to the United States on May 7th, 1843. No shit! Yeah, I didn't know that. I uh, didn't know that! It's also to mark the anniversary of the completion of the Transcontinental Railroad, which happened on May 10th, 1869, and the majority of workers who laid the tracks were Chinese immigrants. That I did know. Yeah. That I did know. So, the term asian and pacific americans has uh it's very broad it encompasses Mm -hmm. a lot of places Mm -hmm. so it encompasses all of the asian continent and the pacific islands of uh melanesia 
I think is what you say. It it that includes uh, New Guinea, New Caledonia, Fiji, the Solomon Islands, and more. Micronesia, which includes Guam and the Marshall Islands. Mm-hmm. Polynesia, which is New Zealand, the Hawaiian Islands, the Midway Islands, Samoa, American Samoa, Tonga, the Cook Islands, French Polynesia, Easter Island. It just goes on and on and on. There's, There's, yeah, it's a huge, a like, huge population of people. Yes. Um, so all the more content for horror. Yeah. And so Western horror over the years has been a genre that likes to mix different themes where you mm. know that there's tons of slashers, there's alien movies, there's survival movies. Um, all of these fall under the umbrella of horror. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about Asian horror is that it's a lot more specific. You'll see just a couple of themes running through um, the majority of popular Asian horror films. And that's usually um, supernatural elements. And lots of times it's curses or vengeful ghosts. And there'll be, uh, you'll see that theme in my recommendations. But what is also fun about a lot of horror films out of Asia is the different flair that each country kind of gives it. In Japanese horror films or J-horror, classic examples include The Ring or Jew on the Grudge. Both Mm -hmm. went on to have American remakes. Um, The element of horror comes from the fact that death seems accidental and inescapable this is a curse that follows you making nowhere safe uh this theme kind of uh came about in american horror pretty recently with movies like it follows it's like the entire movie is like you trying to escape death same as final destination Mm -hmm. stuff like that um that happens a lot in asian horror films and these entities seem to follow and haunt their victims until they're claimed by spirits and the fact is, once someone makes contact with the curse, death follows. These mm-hmm. people die as a result of a thoughtless accident of nature. They're neither good nor evil. They're just unlucky. And this ties in with the idea of cosmic horror, which is a subgenre popularized by the American author H.P. Lovecraft. That is a completely different zone to go into, but that's just like some of the, some of the overarching themes of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but films like these lean hard into the idea that human beings don't really matter in the story. They're helpless despite their autonomy. Um, there are no lessons to be learned in these films. At the end, there are only unanswered questions and a sense of hopelessness, which makes the ending truly terrifying. It's like if you ever saw The Mist, like Stephen King's yeah. The Mist. So the book ends one way, and then, spoiler alert, the movie <laughs> ends a completely different way that is not great like the, the it, end credits roll well received <laughs> no like stephen king was like i should have written this end yeah like this yeah. is how i how it should have ended and it is just devastating yeah and that's how a lot of these movies end just like no hope like uh what's it called not an asian movie but um german what is it human centipede okay thank you i'm like human centipede I, ends very <laughs> my life i've yeah, got a lot of stories ends no very hope. hopeless uh, yeah um so meanwhile that was j-horror so meanwhile korean horror or k-horror uses mm-hmm. more psychological elements in their movies in a tale of two sisters without giving too much away through the use of an unreliable narrator we see apparitions and strange occurrences in the house and are misled as events unfold, the audience gets more and more confused as secrets are revealed slowly and contradict the narrative that we know. This creates horror through uncertainty, making the audience begin to feel as if we are losing our minds, doubting our own judgment. Mm-hmm. On top of that, K-horror mostly focuses on despair, 
uh, presenting with unwinnable scenarios where characters are helpless as the events unfold. And people might be like hearing a tinging in their head. Yes, this is a lot of what Squid Game is. Yeah. Squid Game is uh, pretty big on that. Yeah. Are you um, going to talk about Squid Game? Do you consider that to be horror or do you consider that to be... So here's the thing. When I was going through a lot of these lists, um, like best horror, like Asian mm-hmm. horror films and whatever, there's a lot that repeat a lot, a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. And again, I didn't want to pick a bunch from the same country. I wanted to like give a little bit of uh, different flavor in there. A little sample. Yeah. But the in the horror lists, they only include straight up horror. Mm -hmm. I actually went a little bit farther and looked at thrillers because Mm -hmm. thrillers can be horrifying. I agree. I agree. So I don't know if Squid Game would be considered horror or thriller because as we'll get into one of my favorite um, Korean horror films is um, Battle Royale. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely, actually it might be Japanese. I might be completely wrong on that. I I have it on my list later on. Well, I know of it. It's fantastic. It is, if you like Hunger Games, if you like Squid Game, uh, you'd love Battle Royale. It is kind of like the the jumping off point for a lot of those um, types of franchises. Um, but yeah, I think that would be considered, I think that's considered a thriller as well. Like when you look it up, yeah. I don't think it says horror. But I think um, that counts. I think it falls yeah. under the, the umbrella. Yeah, it still gives you that, like, stress feeling. Mm-hmm. And there is, like, in some of these movies, there is, like, some gore. But then there are lots of horror movies that are considered horror that have no gore or blood in it. So I don't know what makes it a thriller or a horror, but I kind of like going in between those two genres. Yeah. No, and I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement. I like yes. it. I don't, I don't, like, personally watch them, but I have an appreciation for the art of it. Yes. 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 Well, back, back to a lot of uh, Korean horror psychological despair. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I hope that you pick, because I did a quick Google, and the three that I'm thinking of, they all ended up being Korean. Um, okay. We'll see. So, like... Um, but as these films generally come to a close, the horror stops, and we're left with a heaviness of truth. There's no happy endings. In fact, K-horror, like I said, hinges on despair itself. Melodrama is the default narrative mode in Korean cinema as it reflects the struggles that Korean people have experienced in their past. And that's not to say that K-horror doesn't scare you. It does. Uh, it does. But like fear, this despair feels more personal and leaves a lasting imprint. Mm-hmm. And I kept trying to Google, like, why is Asian horror scarier than American horror? It's because they put so much fucking money into it so they got the time to know, think this shit it, out they're not recycling things i know but like it's also not about the money put into a film because you can get a film like the blair witch project and that's one of the scariest things put yes. onto in in this movie theaters like, yes it's not all about like the money put behind it but but i think i think it's it's more that they've got the money because the reason another reason why blair witch is so good as I say as somebody who has not seen it because she knows herself. Um, oh, we'll watch it for Halloween God, one year. I, this, why do I speak? Um, we'll do it. <laughs> but it, it's that they can also pay. The reason why Blair Witch was so good is because Blair Witch was also an original, like unique <clears throat> project. Yeah. Nobody had ever yeah. done something like that before. And that's what I mean is that their production companies, these, these production companies 
can literally afford to throw a bunch of brilliant people in a room and be like, all right, what is something that nobody has done that people would want to watch? Like Squid Game, for example. Where it's and that wasn't even they threw somebody in a room because I'm pretty sure that guy got rejected like a bunch of times before it finally got made. Um, but it, it's just that in Western cinema, a lot of it is just remakes and not even just remakes of like English speaking films, remakes like Anglicanized remakes of yeah like foreign films and i feel like that's been happening more and more and more Mm -hmm. recently like Mm -hmm. we're theater kids Mm -hmm. uh lots of what's on broadway right now are revivals yeah like there there's very few original because no one wants to to take take it go ahead no one wants to take a chance on it like they know that bringing uh chicago back is going mm-hmm. to make money they know that bringing the music band back is going to make money mm-hmm. but they're afraid to like throw all of that money and time and effort into an original idea that might not take off like these classics yeah and i would even venture to take it a step further because the ones that they do create that are quote-unquote original it's beetlejuice the musical mean girls the musical like all yeah, yeah popularized yeah. movies like that are made into musicals like it, they're not even again it goes back to originality like it's it's they take a popular movie tootsie um they turn it into mrs doubtfire I'm, i just keep now they just keep popping in my head uh, legally blonde but they take something that was like a cultural phenomenon as a movie and they make it into a musical because they know it's got a huge cult following yeah so but they'll then make you, it into a musical and then they'll make but more then money you, like, I know we're getting into, like, musical talk right now, yes. but this is, like, a world that we live in. Yes. But then you look at things like Dear Evan Hansen mm-hmm. and The Book of Mormon. These are completely mm-hmm. wholly original mm-hmm. stories, and they took off, like, a bullet. Yeah. Like, Hamilton. They... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking Hamilton. I mean, yeah. I guess that's technically, I, I guess, not necessarily original. Yeah, but no one had done... on autobiography, but... Yeah, but no one had done, like, that style. No one had right. done, like that stuff before so right. like it's like you notice a lot of like horror movies that do really really well yeah the sequels are going to be fine the remakes are going to be fine but when they come up with like a real original Unique, fun yes. new idea then yes it's like a must see yes and um, it, we just we don't do that in america we're all about quantity we're all about getting out as much content as we can rather than ensuring that the, yeah. co- the the quality of the content is, like, going to be, you know, like, something that people haven't seen every day. Yeah. Well, when I looked up the specific question, why is Asian horror scarier than American horror, I did find a Reddit thread that a couple people brought up pretty good points. Mm. So, uh, Graystripe9090 on Reddit um, brought up this point, saying, quote, In American horrors, music usually ramps up to the scariest parts, so even if it's subconscious, we know when the scare is coming. We're Mm -hmm. prepared for it. Mm -hmm. In Korean horrors, when the scare is coming, it usually goes silent. The music in general is usually kept very quiet, creepy, instead of alarming and subtle. Mm -hmm. And then it goes silent because the music was already low. You might not notice right away that it's missing. So now that the music is gone, you're not sure when it stopped, and since there's no gradual ramping up of the soundtrack... You know, you don't know that a scare is coming, and you don't have any way of gauging exactly when. Yeah. Unquote. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that is a hugely 
significant thing is um i i hate the way that music is done in horror films i see i in, in american horror films i actually that is one of the things that i do like about it because then i can i i figured that out a while ago and i would uh, I, when i do watch anything horror even though it's rare that's how i gauge like to brace myself to avert my eyes to go maybe take like a bathroom or a popcorn break because i'm just like oh the music's getting creepier and creepier some shit is about to go down and i do not want to fly across the room but also they've been doing something like pretty recently in films where like the music does stop during like a scary part and then like all of a sudden the jump will happen the music will come back but like the music stops so that you notice it yes in these films it is so subtle and and gradual that it's you don't notice time. that it's not there it's just which is great better. um another reddit user gray stag brought up that the unusualness of the culture could also be a factor it, as far as uh um asian horror in western cinemas um they said quote some of it also has to do with the fear of the unknown a lot of eastern culture has to do with things like ghosts and belief in the afterlife that are unusual to us so that makes some of these movies probably even more creepier than they would be to an Asian audience, mm-hmm. end quote. Mm-hmm. Which I totally, I totally agree with. There is a whole separate lore of ghosts and the afterlife and uh, even the way that death is treated in uh, Eastern cultures is completely different than how we'd see it. Yeah, absolutely. It just makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. So... An example of the cultural divide in horror films is basically how families are portrayed. In many K and J horror films, family is usually depicted as both the horror itself and the reason to fight back, as family is an important part of their culture. In contrast to American horror, themes reflect and express problems in society, including classism, the education system, and um, an obsession with the social image. Yeah. Did you see a ghost? No. I live on the second floor and something was knocking on my window. So I didn't see a ghost. <laughs> but uh, I feel unsafe. <laughs> well, let's get into it. I was like, who's knocking on my window? And then I realized uh, there's no way anybody can be knocking on my window. And yet it's there. <laughs> Save it for October. We'll do a creepypasta about it. Yeah. Ghost. Can you please not like. Come do back this in a shit until time. the fall. Can we just have like a hot girl summer, please? Thanks. Cool. Good talk. Great. Bye. Perfect. Well, oh. now I'm going to get into some of my recommendations. And uh, the very first one is a Japanese horror film. Very popular. Came out in 1999. It's usually at the top of a lot of um, scariest movies that you could watch. It's called Audition. Okay. And uh, there are some torture in this film that if you are woozy maybe don't watch it okay it is it is fantastic i'm telling i'm talking to our audience i know you're never gonna watch any of these so this movie has yeah right this movie has an 82 percent on rotten tomatoes 80 percent audience score 81 percent on google and a 7.1 out of 10 on imdb so like pretty even Across the board. And it yeah. came out in 1999, so it's, it's stood yeah. the test of time. That's what I'm saying. So the synopsis is, quote, A middle-aged widower has secluded himself since his wife has died, but his son convinces him to get back into the dating game. He ends up meeting a woman named Asami and grows attracted to her. 
However, he is very shy and introverted, so he sets up a fake casting call to meet her and then ask her out. He li his lies come back to haunt him when the girl turns out to be mentally unstable and takes him captive. Oh, okay. Done. Yes. Um, so a little info on the movie itself. It's included in the 1001 Movies to See Before You Die by Steven Schneider. We've mentioned mm -hmm. this list before. Mm -hmm. And it appears on several different lists of the best horror films ever made, like I said, and has an influence on other horror films and even uh, horror directors, including Eli Roth and the Soska sisters. The film was slated at one point to get an English language remake in the 2000s when Asian horror remakes were mm -hmm. kind of all over Rampant. the place. Yeah. But negotiations fell through and it never got made. But maybe it can come back. I We're mean, seeing a lot yeah. of like '90s Renaissance coming, so yeah. maybe it'll come back. Um, my next one is a South Korean film that came out pretty recently in 2016. It's okay. called Train to Busan. I that was one of the ones on the list. Was it? I'm too I, terrified to see it. The trailer alone. It's fantastic. It's Love. cinematically stunning. I will never be able to watch it. Yeah, it's so good, <laughs> so good. Uh, it has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Too totally low. deserved. Too low. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, it's it's I, gorgeous. It's just... Uh, and so unique. Anything, and so, uh, anything over, like, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes is always, like, iffy or, like... Yeah, like, yeah. Because sometimes the, the critics are like, oh, this film is fantastic. And everyone's like, uh, what? You but, mean Avatar? Um, it, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> So it has an audience score of 89%, pretty close, yeah. Google score of 95%, and a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Wow, I'm and surprised it's that low on IMDb. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of fluctuation between the different yeah. sites. That's why I kind of give, also, like, again, this is the year, don't yuck anyone's yum. True. If you absolutely hated this movie, don't sure, yuck. it's not for you. Yeah. Um, but, but for people, people who haven't. Let people have their monkey. Yeah. Um, wait, 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 wait. Let them have their, huh? Let them have their monkey. What the fuck does that mean? Lots of people don't like monkeys. Some people love monkeys. Where? Let them have their monkey. I, I, I don't know. We've been saying it in like my friend circle for like a million years. Okay. But. I legitimately, I have never heard of that. I, I did not. I have never heard you say it. I've never heard really? anyone say it. Yeah. So I was just like, who is this monkey? All right, well. All right. Let them have their monkeys. Could it be Coco? I love Coco. Go for it. All right, cool. Uh, the synopsis of this film, in case you haven't heard, it was uh, it was kind of all over the place when it came out in 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, but the synopsis is, quote, a man, his estranged daughter, and other passengers become trapped on a speeding train during a zombie outbreak in South Korea. End quote. That's all I'm going to say about it. That's, Go watch that's it. That's a good, yeah. Uh, so this film is the sixth highest grossing domestic film of all time in South Korea. It grossed 93.1 million worldwide. Holy shit. It is the ninth most successful Korean movie in history. It became the highest grossing Korean film in Malaysia, Hong Kong, Singapore, and the first Korean film to have a wide release in India. And there was actually a sequel that was released in 2020 called Peninsula. Oh, yeah, I didn't see yeah, that one. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Uh, but Train to Busan is fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, the next one, classic. Of course, I got to talk about it. Out of Japan, 1998, The Ring. Yeah. The original mm -hmm. Ring. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, it's spelled R-I-N-G-U, and I have been mm-hmm. told it is not pronounced Ringu. It's, I, I don't believe it is. I believe it's Ringa. All right. If I didn't I, want to say it wrong, so I'm saying ring. I've got, yeah, I've got, I, that's, I vague, because I've talked about this with friends. I vaguely remember that's how it is, but I also could be wrong, but I believe it's just I will like also not say, as pronounced. Yeah. I will also say I am saying the English language title to all of these movies. Mm-hmm. There are um, translations in each language that the film came out in. Yeah. So this, this is the English language one. If you Google it, it's going to come up. Um, so the original ring, it has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. 81% audience score, 72% on Google, and a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. And in case you were living under a rock when this movie was huge, the synopsis is, quote, when her niece is found dead along with three friends after viewing a supposedly cursed videotape, reporter Reiku Asakawa sets out to investigate along with her ex-husband Raiju. Raiji. Yes. I'm not sure, honey. I'm so sorry. Reiku finds the tape, watches it, and promptly receives a phone call informing her that she'll die in a week. Determined to get to the bottom of the case, the two discover the video's origin and attempt to solve an old murder that could break the spell. Ooh. End quote. The spell. Um, yes. <laughs> this is actually, I did not know this, this movie was adapted from a novel based on a Japanese legend. I knew the legend part. I didn't know that it was based on a novel based on the legend. Yes, That's the cool. author that I'm going to butcher the name, and I am so sorry, is Bancho Sara Sar Sarayashiki. Shiki, Sarayashiki. I think Sarayashiki, maybe, possibly. If you Google this movie uh, and look at the IMDb uh, facts, mm-hmm. you will find the author to this. Okay. Um, so at the time of its release, this was the highest grossing film in Japanese history, and the entire movie took only nine months and one week to finish. For that time? Which is, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. According to uh, the director, the script and pre-production process took three to four months, shooting took five weeks, and post-production took four months. Yeah, that's... Ouch. That's quick. Yeah. It cost $1.2 million. Uh, with most of that being provided by the director himself. He wow. provided a lot of the budget for this movie because he believed in it so wow, much. Wow, that's excellent. I mean, and, and paid off. Yeah, right? Uh, like a million mm-hmm. times fold. Mm-hmm. It made a lot of money. Um, and this is also on the 1,001 movies you should see before you die. Yeah, again, it's a, so it's a creepy, unique concept. Yeah. It's just... Uh, yeah, that was wholly original when it first yeah. came out. Well, and I mean, even Train tape. to Busan, it's just like, yeah, you've seen zombie movies before, but you... Yeah, but this is a different take on yeah, it, which I liked. Yeah, it's just, it's, the artistry also, is unmatched. The Ring really cashed in on the, it really took into account the time period in which it came out, because home movies were, like, huge then. Everyone had these video cassette tapes. Everybody had them. So you can just imagine an unlabeled one getting passed around mm-hmm. and watching something that you shouldn't be watching. Almost like the Pam Anderson episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, something like that. Just, I mean, it's not unheard of. Yeah. Uh, this next one is another relatively recent one, 2017 out of Indonesia. And this, uh, I found this one while looking for um, ones 
uh, horror movies that weren't out of Japan or South Korea specifically. Um, it's from Indonesia called Satan's Slaves. Oh. Yes. It has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, 79% audience score, 86% on Google, and a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. This sounds like it's going to be a good one. I'm ready. So the synopsis is, quote, The story follows a family who is being haunted by the death of their mother. The eldest daughter, Rini, tries to find answers to what led to her mother's death and discovers a tie to a satanic cult. Oh. Very interesting. We love a cult moment. So a loose remake slash prequel um, to the 80s cult classic of the same name. This movie is the highest grossing domestic film in 2017 and has been released in 42 countries. And it was, I thought this was interesting. It was shot in 18 days, mostly in chronological order, which doesn't usually happen. Yeah. And it's the first Indonesian film to be released on a 4DX format. Okay. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, The next one is from 2004 out of Thailand. It's called Shudder. I was hoping. Really? Yes. Because I saw. I found this on a couple of lists and this seems like a fantastic movie. I I haven't seen it. I need to. The the American version with Joshua Jackson. I saw that one. And Jessica Alba, I think is it. It was somebody like that. Yeah. It, or, or, Jessica Alba is in one of these remakes that I'm going to talk about. Yeah. I, it might be I this one. I don't I, know. I, I, I want to say. Oh, no, it's The Eye. I'm going to talk about a movie oh, called yeah, The yeah, Eye yeah, yeah, Jessica yeah, yeah. Alba. That one's in. the yeah. Jessica Alba one. No, because I can't remember who who was in it But besides Joshua Jackson. But I remember I, I did make the mistake of seeing that one because I went through a phase of like, oh, my family just got HBO. So I'm watching literally like as much HBO as I possibly can, no mm-hmm. matter what's on, just because it's HBO. And... When I tell you that movie gave me nightmares for months, months, yeah. it, oh, and that was just the, the, I can't even imagine what this high, the original version would do to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, this one jumped out at me immediately mm-hmm. because like as a photographer, I was like, Ooh, this is very interesting. Yeah, it's a uh, great concept. Topic. So the synopsis is quote, a young photographer, Thune and his girlfriend, Jane, discover mysterious shadows in their photographs after fleeing the scene of an accident. As they investigate the phenomenon, they find other photographs contain similar supernatural images and Thune's best friends are being haunted as well. And Jane discovers that her boyfriend has not told her everything. Mm-hmm. It soon becomes clear that you cannot escape your past. It's true, though. It's a, it, the, the, like, it, it's creepy and that gave me nightmares, but I also could not turn off again i've only seen the american version but i couldn't turn it off because the story was so like that's what happens with horror movies they they drag you in with like the very interesting concept and then like you want to turn it off because of how spooky it is but you can't because it's so interesting yeah that's exactly like when i tell you like cold sweat but like (laughs) highly recommend Uh, it yeah right uh, the movie was the biggest box office hit in Thailand in 2004. It also was a huge hit in Brazil, Malaysia, Singapore, and the Philippines. And it's actually been remade three times. Oh! Um, there's an Indian remake called Sivi, S-I-V-I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, was made in 2007. Shudder, like we just talked about, which is the American remake, it came out in 2008. And the Hindi remake is called Click, and it came out in 2010. Okay. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Uh, the next one is a little bit of an older one, 2002 from South Korea. It's called Phone. Oh, it has a, is that okay? Go yeah. ahead. 
Uh, 56% on Rotten Tomatoes, 62% audience score, 82% Google score, and a 6.1 out of 10 So on IMDb. So not as highly rated as some of the other ones I've talked about, but I just thought it sounds like so interesting mm-hmm. that I, I need to recommend. So the synopsis is, quote, a reporter writes a piece about a pedophilia scandal and becomes the target of one of the men named. She changes her phone number, but soon learns that not every person who has had that... she soon learns that every person who has had that number has died mysteriously as the danger dials up she tries to uncover what happened to the other victims before she becomes one Ooh. right isn't that so interesting yeah that's not what i was expecting that's so good right this is what i mean like this is unbelievable like the plot yeah. lines just oh, damn it love it and uh i just mentioned earlier uh the eye mm-hmm. from 2002 um it came from Singapore, I didn't and know. it has a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, 72% audience score, 82% Google score, and a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. And it's another one of those that it's not as highly rated, but the synopsis literally just grabbed me, and I needed to do more research into yeah. it. So the synopsis is, quote, After 18 years of blindness, 20-year-old violinist Wong Kar Mun regains her vision when she undergoes a corneal transplant. She's overjoyed with the procedure, but Mun's elation dissipates when she begins experiencing ghostly encounters. Desperate to discover why she now sees ghosts, Mun turns to psychologist Dr. Wa, who believes that the new corneas are causing the problem. When Mun and Wa travel to her cornea donor's hometown to investigate, her symptoms worsen. No. End quote. Dun, dun, dun. It's terrifying. That, what a... Like, I already am not a huge fan of eye stuff. True. I don't like, like, eye horror. Mm-hmm. I don't like any type of body horror that has to do with the eyes. I'm not loving. Yep. But this just sounds so interesting. So, it uh, obviously, with how interesting it is, it spawned two sequels uh, by the Pang Brothers, which the titles are fucking hilarious. I don't know if this is a, supposed to be a joke, but the titles are called The Eye 2 and The Eye 10. Okay. I mean, so they, they skipped they, yeah. three through nine. Okay, I'm glad that I'm not the only one that was like, wait, what? Okay. I don't know if it's supposed to be a joke, but that is fucking hilarious. Wouldn't it be like the I love I-20, it. like 2020 vision? But else. Yeah, right. Um, and there are three remakes of this film. Uh, in 2004, ADHU, Adhu? Sure. I think it's how you pronounce it. Is, um, and then N-A-I-N-A. Nina? It's the Hindi remake. Uh came out in 2005. And then The Eye from 2008, mm-hmm. which is the Hollywood production starring mm-hmm. Jessica Alba. And the uh, directors, the Pang brothers, um, said that they were inspired to write the screenplay for The Eye by a report they had seen in a Hong Kong newspaper 13 years before about a 16-year-old girl who had received a corneal transplant and committed suicide soon after. Oh. In an interview, they said, quote, We'd always wondered what the girl saw when she regained her eyesight, finally, and what actually made her want to end her life, end quote. Yeah. That's, like, one of those things, like, um, the the inspiration behind, what's it called? Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. We had talked about that mm-hmm. in, um, in another episode where there was actual reports of people, like, being terrified to go to sleep and ended up dying in their sleep, and that's yeah. what made Wes Craven want to do that movie so like just one like headline or one news report can inspire insanely creative people right you never know to make amazing things um 
The next one is from Malaysia, 2018. It's called uh, Dukun, D-U-K-U-N. Okay. Uh, it doesn't have a Rotten Tomato score, but it has 80% audience score, 88% Google score, and a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. And the synopsis is, quote, in a case that had the nation riveted and human rights organizations the world over up in arms due to the death sentence handed out to the accused comes the tale about the lure of riches, power, eternal youth, beauty, and the blood one, one must spill to achieve this. Ooh. Yes. So it's widely believed that this film is based on the infamous case of Mona Fande, uh, who is a BOMO, which is a Malay, uh, Malay shaman and traditional medicine practitioner, okay. who, together with her accomplices, murdered uh, Batu Talam assemblyman uh, Datuk Maslan Idris mm-hmm. in 1993. But Astro Shaw... Um, from the production company stated that um, it is a work of fiction and that it is an adaptation of a courtroom drama with quote loose and coincidental resemblances to a murder trial that took place several years ago. End quote. Oh, and that sounds like one of those cop outs that like, they don't want to say that it's based on it. Like the, um, the movie 30 minutes or less that is clearly based (laughs) on the collar bomb heist. Down to like the fact that the guy was a pizza I was gonna delivery say, man. I was going to say the fact that it's a pizza delivery guy. You don't get that. Like you didn't predict this. And this came out years after this thing happened. Right. Or like so, Gone Girl and the Lacey Peterson yeah. case. Like, it, Just say it's based on it. What is the problem? Do you have to owe people money? I don't understand the legality I mean, maybe, behind maybe. that. Or, or maybe. Or like how there's that disclaimer either before or after a lot of movies and TV shows yeah, where they this say, is a work of fiction, yeah. any resemblance, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, but those are my big recommendations. And then I have um, just a couple of like titles and synopses um, just to throw in there, just in case you didn't have enough for your list. Okay. Um, clearly this is one of those deals that like it's listed as a thriller and not as a horror. Mm-hmm. But um, I would suggest Parasite. I was good. Okay, good. Because yeah. if you didn't, I was going to be upset. I think it's on yeah, Hulu. It came out, yeah, it came out in 2019, a South Korean movie. And I won't get too into it because um, you, you got to just you, watch you, it. You really do. It's one of those where you need to just... And I'm sure everyone's heard about it because it was kind of everywhere. It won, but yeah, the, it won Best Picture as it so rightfully deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is not on Hulu. The anymore. synopsis. Oh, I'm so fuck. sorry. It's it's you gotta you gotta pay to play now, baby. That's because it won an Oscar. That's well, no, because right after Michael and I finally watched it, it came on Hulu like the same time as the Oscars because it was like one of the first movies that we watched in the pandemic. I think they do that now. I think like Netflix was doing that too, where they had a bunch of Oscar movies on. It's like, see what's nominated. Watch these things. No, but I'm that's like, what I'm okay, saying. No, fine, like whatever. it came on like immediately after it was like, like they announced the schedule at the beginning of the month, but it mm-hmm. didn't come on until like right around maybe a little bit after the Oscars. Okay. So we were like, why? That's so stupid that you would make it like free for us to watch, but we're going to do it and everybody should. Yeah, right. Uh, but the synopsis, just a quick synopsis mm. is, quote, greed and class discrimination threaten the newly formed symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destitute Kim clan. End quote. Yeah, that's that's so just just watch. Just it. just watch it. Even I 
said like there were parts made me nervous but like <sighs> it, again it's more of a thriller it's more psychological yeah. i would say it is closer to like um what was that Shia LaBeouf movie? Disturbia. Yeah, yeah. That's more of a thriller. Yes. That, like it's like a slow ramp up, something like that. Yes. So like that's a good movie if you don't love like horror horror. Um, a more horror horror movie is like I spoke about earlier, Battle Royale. It's a Japanese movie from 2000, and the synopsis is, quote: Forty-two ninth graders are sent to a deserted island. They are given a map, food, and various weapons. An explosive collar is fitted around their neck. If they break a rule, the collar explodes. Their mission, kill each other and be the last one standing. The last survivor is allowed to leave the island. If there is more than one survivor, the collars explode and kill them all. Uh, It is a fantastic book. It is a fantastic movie. Uh, Like I said, it is kind of the basis behind the... um, the format of these like Squid Game Mm -hmm. and... uh, and Hunger Games movies, so totally, totally watch it. Can't recommend it more highly. So good. All the actors in it are fantastic. Um, another one is a South Korean film from 2003 called A Tale of Two Sisters. This was on pretty much every list you could possibly find of like the best horror movies to watch. Okay. Um, so, quote, after being institutionalized in a mental hospital, Korean teen Soo Mi reunites with her beloved sister Soo Young. And they return to live at their country home. The girl's widower father has remarried and the siblings are immediately resentful of his new wife and Jew. As the sisters try to resume their regular lives, strange events plague the house, leading to surprising revelations and a shocking conclusion. End quote. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another one that was on a bunch of lists is uh, Old Boy. I think this is also more of a thriller um, a South Korean film from 2003 quote Daesu is an obnoxious drunk bailed from a police station yet again by a friend however he's abducted from the street and wakes up in a cell where he remains for the next 15 years drugged unconscious uh, when human contact is unavoidable otherwise with only a television as company and then suddenly he's released and is invited to track down his jailer end quote Ooh, I like that yeah, I will say there is like a disturbing twist in this movie. Ooh, there was an American like remake like <laughs> pretty recently that oh. I didn't see. I don't know if they follow the uh, the twist because it is a little like oh, oh. Uh. yeah, oh yeah. Okay. I, I won't say it because if if you really want to see it and you haven't heard, you were able to dodge all of the uh, spoilers on it, yeah, then no go for idea. it. But. You'll see the twist and go, oh, um, okay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and my last one is called uh, I Saw the Devil. It's from South Korea. Uh, came out in 2011. Quote, on a dark road, taxi driver Kyung Chul comes across a scared female motorist stranded in a broken down vehicle. He pulls over, but not to help her. When the woman's head is discovered in a local river, her devastated fiance, Kim Soo-hyun, a a trained secret agent, becomes obsessed with hunting down her killer. Once he finds the taxi driver, things get twisted. After brutally beating the murderer, Kim lets him go free, and a demented game of cat and mouse begins. Oh. And uh, the guy who plays the front man in Squid Game is in this movie. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's he's like fucking huge like yeah he's he's in so much 
I, I, yeah, I would. But if you liked Squid Game, go see. Yeah. Go watch. I saw the devil. Yeah, and he's and a got lot of these are range. like. Yes, a lot of these are like older ones, so possibly you can find them on free stuff like Tubi and Pluto and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely look those up. But I will post the list on the website so you can go back and like read the synopsis and everything like that and find your movies and what did i miss one that that you would suggest I, I, yeah can i can i throw in a couple <laughs> yeah go for it uh first off uh bollywood people people shit on indian films but they fall under uh, Ind- india follows under falls under aapi but also like their their commitment and their artistry right right the fuck up there um and of that i don't mind like films going like over the top and stuff especially horror can really get away with it horror can like, get away can with have, it but that's what you I'm can saying. have like a sharknado and like people will be like yeah i'm into it true true but that's what i think like a lot of people like laugh and like wink wink like i'll see like those compilations of like oh bollywood movies are so unrealistic on tiktok or whatever and like throw that shit out your mind it's just like very thinly veiled racism at the end of the day 13 b like one three letter b as in like yeah, i don't know like i feel like i heard about bundle. this one um it's a it's a bollywood horror movie that i cannot bring myself to watch but i heard about it back when i was in college and it's got a hundred percent rating on rotten tomatoes if you can fucking believe well, shit yeah exactly like so it's it's like it's a movie that you should see <laughs> if you like if you like like horror and thrillers and whatnot. Um, and I'm pulling up the synopsis on here on um, what do you call it? Rotten Tomatoes. When Menahar Nitu Chandra moves into 13B, he notices a bunch of quirks in his building, like the lift operating for others but not him. The strangest thing of all is a TV show. Yavarun Nalam that reflects what is happening in Manahar's own life, like his wife, R. Madhavan, miscarrying. As he researches the past tenants of 13B with the help of a cop friend, he learns of his apartment's disturbing murderous history. He also uncovers what his own role in the apartment's future might be. So, like, Ooh. yeah, creepy as shit. Again, a hundred on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, you can't beat that. It's like a Truman Show meets 1408. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, it does have a 63% audience score, but again, like, I don't, I, I, it's, it's got over a thousand ratings. Like, haters gonna hate. Came out over a decade ago. Like, you know. But, um, and then. Yeah, watch movies that sound interesting to you, not because exactly. of what they're rated or what they've yes, watched. Yes, exactly. Um, Practical Magic won, like, fucking nothing. And it's, like, my go-to when I'm a little blitzed movie. Like, it's, it's just, it's, oh, fuck oh, yeah. Oh, hell fucking yeah. I have said over and again that one of my like go to like especially mm-hmm. high movies is super bad. Like it didn't win anything. It wasn't like lauded as like a fantastic movie. Oh, it's just one of my comfort movies. By middle schoolers, it was. <laughs> when yeah, we were right. In I mean, that's just because they said dick a lot. Yeah, they drew dicks. They said dick. Yeah. Um, but another one. So I, there were a couple of series, and I know that you didn't like talk about. But like, for example, one big thing in um asian like cinema is anime because they don't it's it's so different than how it is like in Mm -hmm. in eastern culture cart it's seen as cartoons and cartoons are for kids and it's like no like although that's kind of shifting a little bit it's shifting but and and the mentality of like oh only like weebs and nerds like anime um that's changing but castlevania it's a series 
It's mm-hmm. on Netflix. I have been suggested by Netflix that I watch it. And I'm like, bitch, you don't know me at all because the trailer spooked the shit out of me. But it's got a 94% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So you do with that what you will. And I just, I, it's, it's like, they've, I think it's like they got four seasons, three or four seasons up on there. So it's like, it's, if you like a... Perfectly bingeable. If you, yeah. If you like a horror series, there's that one. And then there's another one that I, that I am so tempted to watch also on Netflix. It's, it's live action, but it's called All of Us Are Dead. And yes, that's an, I, it has been suggested to me too. Yeah. It's on my list. It's a Korean, it's a Korean series and long story short, a bunch of private school kids are stuck in a school that is like ground zero for a zombie outbreak. So they have to like fight their way out while like the rest yeah. of the city is also being overrun. And I love like a oh. one sentence synopsis. You're welcome. Private school kids stuck in. Like, I don't think they're actually private school because I just I see uniforms and my Catholic school ass goes. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. Private yeah. school. But I, I think that's actually not necessarily true. But it is true that they're kids and it is true that they're in school. And it is true that it's ground zero for a zombie outbreak. So do it that way. Yeah. I'm so tempted to see it. Like, that's I know it. it'll fuck me up. But the 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 storylines that I have seen that aren't too spoilery, but I'm still not going to mention them. <sighs> Jesus, it look it looks really good. It sounds yeah. really good. I just I need to like find a way to toughen up a little bit. I think before I see it. But yeah. nobody needs to toughen up to see. I know that technically it's not a horror movie. However, it's by the Daniels brothers. Or the Daniels is. I don't believe they're brothers. I don't remember. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, it does. It does. It does. But my point. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. If you are able to see it, I know that it's not necessarily the most accessible right now because the I don't know if it was a studio thing or what. You can't seem to find it on demand anywhere. But mm. if you have the ability to see it in a theater... Or you're willing to wait until it does come out, hopefully soon, on some streaming service, either for pay or for free. I'm not sure which. Oh, my God. Don't look it up. Don't watch a trailer. Just go see it and let your life be changed. Everything, everywhere, all at once? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's, it's, it's truly, it's, it's remarkable. It's stunning. It's wonderful. It's, I can't say enough about it. Michael and I went to go see it a couple of weekends ago. And I quite literally forced Michael to go see it. Michael was just like, Michael watched the trailer and was like, eh, I'm not sure about this. And I was like, listen, we're going to go see this movie. And it's going to be fucking great. And we went to go see this movie. And it was fucking phenomenal. Like, best movie I have seen all year. Okay. Yes. Go see it. Go fucking see it. Like, just do it. Just go. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail this. But I was just like, you know, like, I still haven't shut the fuck up about seeing it. No, we needed more recommendations, so... Yeah, but this sure. isn't horror. This is not... I mean, I guess there's a little bit of it, but it's mostly, like, fantastical. You'll... It's... You know how people say, like, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll blah, blah, blah? Yeah. It's, it's literally like that. You'll laugh, right. you'll cry, you'll, you'll be thinking about some shit, that's for sure. It's a thinker. But not in, like, a... Okay. Anybody can see it. I shouldn't say that. Children probably shouldn't see it. But... <laughs> <laughs> whatever it's rated those people can't see whatever it's rated those people can't see it but but then again i don't know i don't know you you be the judge if you're a parent if you're a guardian you be the judge yeah right make your own rules yes but fuck the man fuck the man yeah 
Anyway. And with that, uh, if these are super scary and you're all spooked and you need a palate cleanser, I've been watching season 10 of Married to First Sight on Netflix. And <laughs> oh my God, I'm not even that far into it yet, but there are like, there's five couples. There are three that are not making it to like the end of the episode. I swear to God. It's fucking nuts over there. Um, I love that. So yeah, I love that. Go ahead. I think my sister's been that. watching that too. It's an absolute train wreck and I love watching it. It's just, um, God damn. I yeah. Uh but like I said, I will put all of the recommendations on the website. It's crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. And you know, you can you can comment on posts on Tumblr. So if you have more recommendations, throw them in the comments of that post and uh we can get like a whole thread going of a ton of movies to watch. Hell yeah. So love that. Go ahead and do that. Thrillers and horrors alike, anything that's spooky, go for it. Um and even like like mild spook, like yeah, it doesn't have to be you like can, we can do a spook scale. Yeah, we can do a spook scale, but like you know what I mean. Like it doesn't have to be like the end of the world, like creepy spooky. Like it can just be like okay, like this fucked me up as a kid, or hey, this yeah, is yeah, just yeah. kind of like kind of creepy, but not like overwhelmingly so. Yeah. And I'm not saying that for selfish reasons. I'm just, <laughs> but like, you know, like there's, and that's the beauty of horror. That's the beauty of cinema is that there's such a wide scale. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but that's crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. You can also, once you're there, find the links to all of our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and also Patreon. Hell hey, Patreon yeah. people. Uh, join our patreon for as little as a dollar as much as whatever you want and then you can get the ability to do a live chat with us you can also get episodes early you can also vote on a poll to see what we talk about Mm -hmm. um stuff like that Mm -hmm. it's a fun time over there so get into it and with that happy uh asian and pacific american heritage month go respect your peeps go respect your friends and fam and uh if we'll they're deserving of respect respect is earned. i mean are be nice our asian, be kind our asian american pacific islander american brothers oh and yes i thought you just meant in that general fan. and i was just like listen like i'm not saying don't respect your family i'm not saying don't respect your friends but also respect who let, respects yes you. respect who respect people who are have earned your respect be kind to everyone all right but you don't you don't owe shit to people who treat you like shit, and that's Hell all I'll yeah. say about that. Go fuck them. Go maybe don't fuck them, but they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Contradicting everything I'm saying today. <laughs> everything. I'm just trying everything. to end the episode. <laughs> I'm sorry that I've Bye. never heard. It's not your monkey or whatever it is. Let me have my monkey. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye.